right, so I got it rolling and rolling. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Te- technically, nothing's rolling because it's digital audio. <laughs> well, it's rolling in my head. Yeah. Rolling that down the river. That explains a lot. You. Hi, this is Cody Dagalorians. This is Neil Dagalorians. And welcome to another episode of Bearded Fruit. Yay. <laughs> that was a different one. Yeah, no, and I gotta keep it fresh. Fresh and new, yeah. Mm. Um, so before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to share some good news. Yay. Uh, Bearded Fruit was nominated for Best LGBT Podcast in the People's Choice Podcast Awards, so. Yay. Work, Bearded Fruit, work. Uh, we're up there uh, with nine other terrific LGBT podcasts vying for this honor, and we're really really stoked to be included since we've only been in existence for like five months something like that yeah this is pretty like cool we really appreciate that babies we're baby podcasts. so do you want to do you want to give us one like special yay yay no a special one yay <laughs> is that special one? yeah that's that's the yay for getting nominated for a hey there you beautiful listeners out there you can hear my mouth moving yeah, okay yeah, uh, so that, sure, that's special. That's that's worthy of a best LGBT podcast. Well, we certainly wouldn't be a podcast at all if we didn't have all of you listening. And uh, you can actually help us win. So the People's Choice Podcast Awards um, let you, the listener, count and make a difference. It's like the people have a choice in this matter. They do have a choice in this Weird. matter. So what you can do is you can head over to www.podcastawards.com and you can vote for us as best LGBT podcast. Now you can vote once a day, every single day until they give us the award. Or anyone, anyone. I'm not saying they're going to give it to us, but just anybody. How come how come you're just now telling me about this? Because it's just starting today. Uh... Um, so you can vote once a day every day and if you like what you're doing, go vote. Consider this your practice for November. Oh. This is your pr- hashtag feel the beard. Because <laughs> feel the beard. Please don't yeah. actually without yeah. consent first. Mm-hmm. Please ask me. But yeah. So this is your practice for November. Mm-hmm. For the big election in November. This is a smaller election. Because nobody voted in the primaries, apparently. Well, but now this is your way to to um support the LGBT community, namely thus too. Which, I mean, as many of our white male gay counterparts, we do think that we are the entirety of the experience. So. Burn. I'm sorry. Uh, was no, I... You know, that's, it's what we're, yeah, it's what we do. Is that too real? No, it's what we do. Okay. So do, remember, www.podcastawards.com, and you can check out the other nominated podcasts and support what they're doing, because supporting I'm... LGBT media is a good thing to do. So we thank you if you do go and vote for us. I'm currently um, voting for us. Neil is currently gonna vote for us right now. It's gonna take oh, you a I got while. It, so. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, so it. Yeah. So you'll do it later. Oh, we're number two. You want to hey, do it later? We're number two on the list because of the alphabet. Yeah. So you do it later. Cute. Okay. So this week we are gonna um, we're I'm, gonna I'm, win your votes by talking about kink. Oh, kink. Don't. Bearded fruit Stop. after dark. No, that explains yes. why you're drinking a beer. Yeah, it's that, it's it's an important day. Oh, okay. Also, because it's just really hot. I mean, that it is, is not how alcohol works, but okay. Hot, but it feels good on my. It's my a diuretic, palate. so hey, uh, cool. Speaking of kinks, 
<laughs> whatever works. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, kink this week. Uh, it's this is the idea the the idea to talk about this uh, came from an article I read about a new documentary uh, that's from the BBC called The Secret Life of Human Pups, and it's a British documentary that explore that explores the world of pup play. And uh, it explores the experiences of several men who are engaging in pup play. And uh, and for the uninitiated, if you don't know what pup play is. Neil, do you know what pup play is? Woof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so pup play, um, as the, the article in The Guardian that, that I read about it, uh, this is how it describes um, pup play. I'm sorry. I got a little lost here. This is Yeah. How- so great. So this is how The Guardian describes it. Uh, While the pup community is a broad church, human pups tend to be male, gay, have an interest in dressing in leather, wear dog-like hoods, enjoy tactile interactions like stomach rubbing or ear tickling, play with toys, eat out of bowls, and are often in a relationship with their human handlers, which is what they're called. That's like the, the, your owners or your handlers Woof. if you're a pup. Yeah. And uh, I mean that doesn't like describe everybody's reality about pup play, but but in essence, it's it's guys who who enjoy the experience of going into uh, what what I know one guy who I've, I've talked to who who engages in public he calls it his pup space or his pup head space from what I understand it's just a very niche specific form of of submission play yeah like it's a very niche specific version of being submissive as being a pup yeah it kind of grew out of the BDSM uh, community because the like the the accoutrement are leather. Generally. I mean, it makes sense. Like you, you can only put a person in a leash so many times until yeah. they think they're a dog. Yeah, but in these, but in, like in this, they're they're the the pup hood is really resembles a pup, and you can have like the hands too, so that you're, you're you don't have your use of your full hands. You they're they're really like paws, and um, these are guys who mostly guys who get into that space and like sort of live as a pup. But it's also like separate and distinctly separate from furry. Mm-hmm. From like furry play because furry yes. isn't even necessarily a sexual thing. Some Correct. people just like coming up with characters and being anthropomorphized animals, and it has nothing to do with sex. That's well, not to say furries don't engage in that kind of sexual kink play, but I mean, it's different. There's there's a specific reason why this is different, and like it's not just materiality of the costumes. Mm-hmm. Well, and and pup play isn't necessarily sexual all the time either. There are pup handler pup slash handler relationships that are just about the play and just about the that kind of engagement that that dominance and submission that doesn't necessarily include sex as part of the deal i guess but like that that domination domination that like dominant and and submissive play is inherently sexual even if it Mm -hmm. doesn't involve penetration or stimulation of genitals because i mean you're dominating someone as opposed to furries who don't even they're just like in the costumes yeah they just hang out hanging out and sometimes the pups do like the pups. I know there are like pup conventions where there'll be like a the pup pen where they just go like the pups go and they just all hang out with pup each other dungeons. and like play. They play with their toys. And, this description and seems stuff. very specific. Are you speaking from experience? No, or? I'm speaking from from like knowing. I know I, I have. Cody has been to pup cons. <laughs> Uh, no, on and off not. since 2002. Uh, no, but I do know someone. Uh, I personally know somebody who who is into pup play, and he's told me a lot about what that experience is like, and 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 like what he does and what he enjoys, and the the, the manner in which he engages in that activity. And so, and you have from there relayed that information to your barber. I mean, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> 
just out of interest. Yeah. Um, so, so the so uh, before we go further, uh, what we wanted to do, I wanted to 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 share the audio from the trailer so you can hear a little bit of some of the pup the pups that are in the the video. So um, here is the trailer for Secret Life of Human Pups. Thirty-two-year-old Tom works as a sound and lighting technician for a local theatre. But after a long day at the office, this is where he likes to sleep. I can actually fit in quite successfully. And to be honest with you, from there on in, uncomfortable. It doesn't look very comfortable. It's bizarre. It doesn't look comfortable. Um, but then, I mean, you can then you can shuffle around. You can make yourself a different shape and curl up differently, swap the corners, go to the opposite side. It looks bijou, but actually there's a lot more space in here than you really think. For the past 10 years, Tom has spent every spare moment becoming a dog. If I'm in here for a long, long, long time, um, if facilities needed, puppy training pads. So, yeah, so that's, um, that's, the, that's the pups. They're barking and... and and being some, British. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some interesting stories in this documentary, uh, which I thought would be interesting to share. One of the pups that they feature is, uh, his name is Tom, and his pup name is uh, Spot. Aww. And he actually wears a full, like, uh, rubber Dalmatian suit. Like, he's got, like, the whole, like, top to bottom, he looks like a Dalmatian. He's got money. Yeah, he's got a whole suit, and he lives that way. Uh, what's interesting about Tom, uh, his... He he his evolution of pup play. He discovered it gradually. He like he he liked sleeping in a collar and he liked like skin tight clothing like like rubber and all that stuff. And then he found the suit. He found the Dalmatian suit, and that kind of led to him falling. Like led to him kind of engaging in that community and engaging in that practice. And interesting in his story, uh, it led to a breakup with his fiance Rachel. Aww. And from there, he moved into a relationship with a with a handler, a, to a gay relationship with a handler named Colin. And uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Like he says, um, this is what Tom says in the documentary. I wouldn't say it was the catalyst, but it was a straw that broke the camel's back. Then I had this moment of panic because a puppy without a collar is a stray. They don't have anyone to look after them. Aww. I started chatting to Colin online and he offered to look after me. It's a sad thing to say, but there's not love from the heart in me for Colin. But what I have got is someone who is there for me and I'm happy with that. Okay, girl. Right? Do like, you. No, I mean, I think that's the, to me that's a very interesting, that's an interesting journey going from being in a heterosexual relationship to this gay relationship with a with that's really centered on the 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 kink or the fetish, mm -hmm. that play, that fetish play, and that kink play. Um, even though he doesn't necessarily feel like he's in love with this guy, mm -hmm. this guy's just his handler and he takes care of him and. It's like a metaphor for actual dogs. Do dogs actually love us? I mean, I think they do. I or feel do like they? my dog loved me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Are you talking about me again, or no? I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about my pup Baxter. I, I know. I was is... making a joke. Yeah, but they I was, don't know. Yeah. I was making a joke, everybody. Yeah, so it's it's a real. I think it's a really interesting documentary, and it's it's interesting to. I don't necessarily feel like I would ever get anything out of engaging in pup play as a pup. But <laughs> I mean, okay, but but yes, I I like I'm intrigued by pup play as a handler. I'm intrigued by it in that kind of sense because that is just 
those roles are just a, a, like a, a a kink and fetish fetish world that like I personally dig that the idea of being the dom is interesting to me no one <laughs> yeah so like i mean I, I don't know that i would ever put on a pub hood and i don't think i would get anything particular out of that but i can see myself like engaging as a handler you say that now you say that now so yeah. what i'm trying to say is i figured out what i'm getting you for christmas um <laughs> I'm going to make it by hand. Okay. It's going to be made out of nylon, though. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, okay. it's no, I'm not... I don't want to dump a ton of money in it. No, no, no. Of course, my not, of course not. Of course not. Um, but yeah, so so like it got me thinking... It got me thinking... This article about, about kink and pup play got me thinking about uh, something that we talked about last week very, very briefly. So last week, we talked about that study that found that men who identify as bears are more likely to experience um, low self-esteem and those have issues with their self-esteem as right. well as more likely to engage in high-risk sex practices, many of which the study found fall into the category of like kink or fetish. Uh, now, this is not to say, we're not saying that pup play is a high-risk sex practice because um, yeah, it, sometimes it's not even a sex practice at all and you can absolutely... It isn't inherently a high risk sex sex practice. Although you're risking having too tight of a collar, a, a collar. Yeah, it's not like a high risk where you're like in danger of physically harming yourself in that in that or process. Or someone else. Or someone else. Um, but I, to me, there was it, it just I've just been thinking about this connection between between gayness and and fetish and kink because so many of the gay men I know personally are some kinky bastards. Um, so you're specifically talking about the gay male experience. In this, yeah, correct? yeah, I'm okay. talking about the gay male experience. Yeah, okay. because I can't really, I don't really know how to speak for another kind of experience. Well, yeah, but I just feel like that distinction is really important in these kinds of conversations mm -hmm. because the term gay tends to be an umbrella term for a larger experience than it actually covers. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if it just has to do with like um, trying to find acceptance that you're more open to these things. Like... Um, Gay men are also more likely to engage in relationships with a larger um, age difference. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wonder if that's just because, not just because, but I wonder if part of that is that we are looking for acceptance and we are looking for um, love. Um, and so because of that, we're more open to these kinds of things. We're more open to dating someone who's much older than us, and we're more open to dating someone who's thousands of miles away, and we're more open to... Um, engaging in these behaviors because we just want to be loved and um, especially since we have lower self-esteem if we're a bear maybe that's part of it maybe mm. that's kind of the correlation I mean that's that's kind of what I immediately that's what I thought of when you started talking about making these connections um, I immediately was just like well I guess it makes sense like I just want to feel like I'm special and I'm beautiful so I will I, I'm more open to engaging in quote-unquote dangerous behavior because of that yeah. I, I feel like that's a really logical connection to make. Yeah, and I was also thinking, too, that I wonder if some of it just stems also from the fact that simply to live a sexual life as a gay person, you have to reject the traditional expectations of your sexual life. Like you have to, you have to go against what is traditionally expected of you to do. You have to break the rules, quote unquote, just to have a sexual life as a gay person. 
So it makes and, it makes more sense to further push taboos. Yeah, like it, then it, you it it isn't so much of a leap to move into other kinds of sexual practices or to engage in high risk behaviors or to date someone who's way older than you, because your baseline. You mean like me? Yeah, like your baseline then is 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 a, a subverting the norm or rejecting the norm, and so you are freer to then reject the norm. Mm -hmm all across the board i mean that makes sense it, it it explains also why pup play tends to be more of a gay male dominated yeah. fetish like it, it makes sense to me because i know that people i know that straight people engage in kink too and this isn't like kink isn't and fetish isn't a strictly gay phenomenon depending on who you ask it depends on who right but you know like when i think about okay when i think about the the biggest pop culture moment for for kind of fetish and kink for for straight people is uh 50 shades of gray mm -hmm. and when you read it it's kind of like really that's it <laughs> like like really girl that's all i mean <laughs> that's all you're doing <laughs> it's not just that but that i mean 50 shades of gray also um depicts a very unhealthy relationship yeah so don't actually take that for like don't don't actually yeah. but like i feel like when like when i've read excerpts from that i'm like this is not really all that racy like oh she called him daddy <laughs> like girl Whoa, on, a, on girl. a random saturday night i have done way more disgusting things than this like like um, last night <laughs> Cause, hey because it's sunday watch it um i wasn't here yeah well hey <laughs> i I was no. I let me for the record. I did not do anything like that last night. I came home to you watching Netflix. <laughs> pretty much. No, not pretty much. That's, That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah, I was watching. I think I was watching some stupid UFO. You were. <laughs> So it was embarrassing. No, it was embarrassing no. at that. So maybe that's my kink: watching terrible documentaries about things that aren't real. That explains a lot. Um, yeah, but so like I, but but I, so I know that in in the gay community, my interactions with other gay people, there is a there is a like a really high incidence of people who are who are interested and actively engaged in in kink and fetish that some people, you know, like you feel like you don't want to tell people that you're into that because it's kind of it's kind of a lot, you know. Yeah. And so I, I like I want I just wonder if that is because we are just instinctively built to we're, we're, we're there's no reason to follow the norm under any circumstance because that's the only way we can have we can have a sexual life to begin with. Well, I mean, marriage marriage was until very recently not an option for us. Yeah. Um and there's still lots of there are plenty of access issues when it comes to um, pertaining, uh, per, uh, getting the, uh, nuclear family and employment and all those things. Um, there's still a lot of access issue, uh, issues for queer folks. So, I mean, I, I guess it does make sense. And it's like you, you thinking about this younger generation that's coming up that is really pioneering notions of gender identity, um, in regards to not necessarily just being trans on a binary, but being non-binary. It's like, well, if I'm not going to be male, I might as well really explore what it means. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to be female. I can just be n neither. Um, and that's not to say that being trans is a kink. I'm just saying, I think, right. like, once you already know that you don't... Once, once somebody like myself knows that I'm not already fitting into what is expected of me, I might as well just go all the way and mm -hmm. really explore it because I just want to be happy. Yeah. So I mean, put me in that collar, Daddy. Right, and then like you're, you're don't, open. Don't actually, I'm not into that. Yeah, but you're you, you're then literally open to the possibilities 
of what is what is out there because a whole new world. Basically, yeah. I feel like I've made that reference before, and I don't For care. Else. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It it's a whole new world with your whips and me. Yeah, who's really listening to every episode anyway? Um, our lovely voters. And <laughs> I know, I know. I was just making a joke. Um, yeah. So like, I, and it also made me think too about a small thing that we talked about in our episode, uh, crossover episode with Emilio and the Social Justice Education Network. Shout out, shout out to Emilio. It was a really cool conversation. But it was it, we talked a little bit in that the conversation about how sex fits into identity as a gay person, and we talked a little bit about that, and 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 it and in the kind of percolating around these ideas i it was thinking about that too the the importance of sex in the building of identity for for i guess i mean we we're speaking for gay men because that's who i can speak for but the the the, the importance of sex and like the, the predominant and importance of sex for the building of identity in gay men it has historically been the way that's the way gay people find each other and i think to some degree they still do because let's be honest that's kind of what growler and scruff and Grinder and grinder and all that are all about. Um, so well, yeah, I feel like a lot of that comes from our socialization that um, sexuality is the difference. So we are othered because of who we like to have sex with. So of course that's our main focus in our relationships in our in our in the way that we experience the world. Of, of course it comes back to that because that's how we are told that we are an other. It has nothing to do with um, any other makeup of our bodies or. It, it, it's it's who we choose to share our bodies with that makes us another. So of course, like of of course, uh, we're we're so focused on the sexual nature of our sexualities, and those who other us are also focusing focusing on that because the, I mean that's how people then relate to you as a gay person, and that's why and that's why we're allowed to weirdly sexualize children in a way so long as it's straight, and we're allowed to like hypergenderize. That's a new word. I'm making it up. Uh, children, so long as it's cisgender, mm-hmm. and it, it's because that's expected of them, and that's just what we're told they should be. So, like, of course, a little baby laughing at, um, a, a little baby laughing at like a cook at a burger place. Like I saw one time with my mom. Of course, she's seen as a little flirt, and it's like she's literally two. Mm-hmm. She's literally two, and he's a very silly man. Yeah, like. Y'all don't please don't sexualize babies. That's creepy. Yeah, and like, and I think is because uh, I know you've said this before. Then as as gay people, uh, we we grow up in a world without a rule book. Like we don't have media, and we don't have places to look to model the relationships that we end up wanting to have. Mm-hmm. And so, so give Elsa a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, so our experience then as a gay person in the world, we're literally making it up based on X tube, I guess. I mean, like, way I to, mean that that's not necessarily unfair. Go back to 2008, old man. Hey, X tube is like still okay. 2000 late. <laughs> What's wrong with X tube? Nothing. Hold it's... on. Okay. I didn't realize that it was Hold like, the podcast, Charles. Yeah. No, I didn't really... Hold on. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, let's unpack this for Let's a unpack this for a second, because I did not know that... Like, is Xtube like the no, Yahoo I'm, Messenger I am porn? making fun of you right oh, now. Oh, okay. I, I am teasing you, because I've seen your iPhone when you open up Safari, and I see, like, the most visited pages on the bottom. They're all X icons. I wonder what that those could be. I really like X-Men. 
Oh. It's X Men uh, fan fiction. It's X Files episode summaries. Because that's the only way you'll understand what's going on. No, okay, Nick, just for just a second there, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that X Tube was like the MySpace of porn. Is it? Or is it like on par with Pornhub? Am I behind? Let's make a Twitter poll. Because <laughs> I don't want to be the one to tell you this. Yeah, okay. And see, like, so, okay, so, since we're talking about kink, actually, XTube was incredibly helpful to me in exploring all the things that I didn't know about or hadn't had anybody to do stuff X-tube with. XTube is not paying us for this episode. No, I know, not at all. And they really Especially should. Especially since I'm bashing them. They, like, really should. Um, like so in the posit- and the uh, to the positive of amateur porn on the internet is that i was able to like see a whole bunch of stuff that i had never seen before but it was always like hmm i wonder a whole new world <laughs> yeah yeah totally um like there's a lot of um there's a lot of like bondage stuff that i'm rather intrigued by go on that, okay so there's um I can't believe I'm you don't actually about this have on to podcast. go on. Yeah, no. There's like my absolute favorite fetish video of all time on on XTube is um, this this college guy who's in a football outfit and he's got a pup hood on, but he is like he's like strung up in this web of of um, ropes and the dude is edging him, and, and occasionally like and occasionally like like whipping his 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 um his scrotum with. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it I'm like sorry, what? a scrotum. Uh, Parental <laughs> guidance. Uh, and so Trigger like, warnings. Yeah, I'm just trying. Like, he, like, he, like, he's like spanking it sometimes and, and then and he's edging him and like that's the video. And it's, I mean, it's kind of. I'm sorry, I can't be him. No, it's okay. No, like, but really that's like more entertaining to me than. No, it's okay. I'll settle. Than, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not, you don't have to be him. I just, it's my favorite. So go, go hunt that down. <laughs> I'm not linking Links to it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not linking to it on the website, um, but uh, oh my god, that we went down an X tube rabbit hole. We, I did, <laughs> I did. But yeah, we're, we're just talking about the X tube rabbit hole, more like a regular Tuesday <laughs> evening for Cody Dagalorians. I mean, no, it's mostly just if I'm like home bored. So a normal Tuesday evening, yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, like I so I guess since we're sort of like getting close to the the wrap up of this conversation because make sure you wrap it up out there. Yeah, do that. Uh like kink. I mean, how do you feel about kink in your life? Well, thanks for listening this week. Uh <laughs> you can find us on the web at uh bearded I don't know. Do you want me to start wearing crop tops out that say daddy's boy? Um cuz I no. will. No. I do anything. But I will for admit you. I do really like wearing the daddy hat in public when we're together. <laughs> Except you forget why people Except are I staring. forget why people are staring, but I really, yeah. Mhm. I do. Yeah, it's funnier when I'm wearing it cuz then they look at you and they're like, "What?" Yeah, they really don't know what's kind and of we're happening. Like, "Haha, let's subvert those roles yeah. and those expectations." Yeah. I don't know. Um I will say that um something that makes me uncomfortable about kink is people and this doesn't happen everywhere, but people who bring it out into the real world, um, specifically, like I've seen pictures of people with their partners on leashes and they're holding onto the leashes, like just walking down the sidewalk. And the reason why that makes me uncomfortable is because one of the biggest parts about kink is the notion of consent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and while you may consent with your partner to do that, you aren't consent. You aren't getting consent from the people around you and that you are engaging in behavior around them and including them in your scene without asking their consent. So that kind of makes me feel icky. So don't do it. But, um, I mean, that's why those like conventions exist and those parties exist, like kink parties exist so that you can engage in those kinds of things. And like, I've read all these stories about people online where like a guy would be, um, like chained up to a bike rack and he'd be perfectly fine and perfectly consenting to his master doing that. But he wasn't asking everybody who walked by him for consent. Yeah. Um, and like, how can you, you, you can't. And that's why those, those parties and those conventions exist. Cause those are the grounds where that kind of behavior is more expected and more um, expected from the bystander to see and to yeah. um, be a part of. Um, so, I mean, that's really my, when it comes thinking about kink, that's really what I think about right now um, is thinking about the notion of consent. Um, you should always have consent with your own partner, um, but you should also have consent from everybody who engages, including people you're sending pictures to or people who are otherwise engaging in the scene, whether it's sexual or not. Yeah, growler. Yeah, people who randomly cross-dress in hotel rooms and allow the maids to walk in while they're <laughs> like sucking off gigantic dildos yeah. and then they get off. Have Oof. you seen those videos? Those are some crazy videos. Yeah. yeah. They're not as crazy as fart videos to me. You know, it's my favorite Geek farts. <laughs> yeah. Geek farts. Yeah. That sounds like a city. Cakeford. Cakeford. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are we putting a parental yeah. guidance suggested on this episode? I feel like we should. Nah. Nah. We ah, didn't. take that, children. Yeah, we didn't. The children are listening. Listen to, to this 12 year old. Fruit. Um, it's an episode about puppies. Come on. We don't need to. <laughs> and like I so I guess and like in in a final kind of word just to make very clear we are certainly not shaming anybody's kink uh like whatever it is that you're into as long as you are getting consent and as long as you are being safe and as long as you are are not harming another person you should do the thing you want to do please do the thing that you want to do so long as it's consensual to all parties involved yeah like do whatever because that's I mean that I feel like with of all the the kind of crappy things that come along with with not being of being othered in this culture, uh, that permission to explore what you want to do is one of the benefits. That permission to giving yourself the permission to just explore what it is you want to explore. You is, go, girl. Uh, yeah, good for you. So you know, if you there's a pup in your life, you get you give them a milk bone. You do that. Okay, whatever they want. Okay bring it back um a bdsm themed roller rink called roller kink this next one is out for all those handlers and pups out there it's yeah. a couple's skate and they called it and puppy it's, love. oh that works too yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say it's like the theme song from 101 dalmatians or oh, something like the that. dogs out oh my God. <laughs> that is the most romantic couple can we when we eventually maybe get married in front of actual people instead mm-hmm. of just doing it in a rose garden somewhere mm-hmm. alone um can that be the song that we dance to who let the dogs out yeah yes as long as there are actual human pups two can then be freed and <laughs> run down the aisles so yes. if anybody out there who's a pup and wants to be our friend you can be in our wedding <laughs> when it happens in real life we're actually married yeah but like record. we didn't have a wedding wedding yeah okay well that on is that besides note. the point of kink. On that um, note. As always. Our kink is not being married. 
No, it's not. Anyway, as always, we really, really appreciate all the support that all of our listeners have been giving us over the last several months. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, head over to iTunes and subscribe. You can also find us on Android as well um, and on Google Play Music. Is that a thing? Google Play Music? Yeah, that's a thing. It is now. We're on all those things. Remember that one time we invented Google Play Music? Yeah. So uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a review, that would be awesome. Uh, it helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit. Or you can find us on the web at www.beardedfruit.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Oh, before I forget, go vote www.podcastawards.com. You can vote every day, once a day. What is it? Always vote and vote often. Vote always and vote often. Yes, feel the beard. Um, keep calm and vote on. Hashtag feel the beard. Hashtag feel the beard. But don't actually get consent first. Right. Hashtag. Thank you for listening. I love you. <laughs>